This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming in. It's great to see you. 97.5 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live from Granite Credit Union, 15th East, 2100 South. It is their grand opening. Uh, big thanks uh, of this branch, of course. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show. That is Big O. Stop into your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price tires and pay nothing options. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's get out. Of the hey, smart- Jake, before we do that, did you see that uh, the news that the uh, the uh, – Ironman championships are moving. The I like it that we're going with the instead of manman, Ironman. The Ironman are coming to Utah. Yeah, because of of COVID concerns. Apparently, they're moving from Hawaii to Utah. Did they hear that Bruce Feldman would be on the show? Probably. What about Patrick Kinhen? Speaking of Ironman. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controllers. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. Joining us now, you hear him every morning alongside David James on DJ and PK from 6 to 10. Formerly known as the Manly Morning Show, he is Patrick Kinahan with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hi, PK. Hi, guys. So good to talk to you and visit with you for these few minutes again. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Do you remember that brief time when it was named the Manly Morning Show? Yeah, but then they realized DJ was part of it, so they couldn't do it. (laughs) They had to go the other way. Yeah, I agree Uh, with you. You had to set him off like that, didn't you? Uh, (laughs) PK, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for for jumping on. Uh, You and DJ have been great lately talking uh, college football, as always, and uh, enjoyed your column this week. Uh, at KSL.com, uh, also, uh, I believe, still at 1280thezone.com, yeah, talking, quarter- talking, uh, talking quarterbacks with Utah. And uh, that's where we want to start. We can talk a, a bunch of stuff with you today, but uh want to start there. And I've heard you say this on your show a bunch, that, uh, you know, regardless of, of what's going on with Charlie Brewer, you like Cam Rising's story and the fact that he's stuck around and, and uh, earned an opportunity. Well, to be honest, guys, you know, I'm kind of tired of talking about sports, and I'd like to talk about my art uh, career going forward. So if we could just focus on that, that would be good. You're into watercolors? What are you, what are you doing? Are you working with oil? Exotic paintings. I'm going to travel the world, Gordon. You should come with me. Uh, where, where, where would be your first uh, visit? I mean, uh, what, where's an artistic location that you got to get to? Oh, high on Olympus Cove where the, you know, where the – where the real nice people live. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Paris or something. I... Paris? Oh, man, that'd be awesome. I've never been to Europe. You been to Europe yet, Jake? Nope. I can't say that I have, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. No. One of these I days. Well, we know you have. Jeez, where haven't you been, man? You're Johnny Cash, the latter-day Johnny Cash. <laughs> They've been at Rexburg, Cedarburg, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, if you want to talk quarterbacks, yeah, I think it's really cool that Cam Rising, you know, he did transfer after his freshman year at Texas, so you could argue why didn't he stick at Texas. Uh, but he's been in the program in a number of years. And, uh, you know, from my conversations with folks last year, we didn't get to see anything in the training camp, which was, what was it? I don't even think they were in training camp at this point last year. But when they finally had it, that he really took over. And we saw, you know, Jake Bentley obviously wasn't up to the task. And so I think Rising, you know, his uh, players voting him captain says something. Obviously he looked good against the same defense that Brewer faced last Saturday. So uh, I'm expecting good things. I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy and say I'm expecting big things yet. I don't think – I've been saying all along, you know, that, that this – I don't care how many yards he threw in the uh, Big 12. It didn't matter. Uh, that was then. This is now. And um, I don't know that either of these guys are going to be able to be as good as Tyler Huntley was his senior year. But, you know, this is his first crack. He only got 14 plays before he got hurt against SC. So now's his opportunity to run with it. And I'm excited for the kid to see what he can do. I think he'll be okay. PK, do you think that Utah's program can get to the point where they do recruit kids as freshmen and can lure in those kinds of uh, potentially really quality quarterbacks and then develop them over the years so that you've got one stacked up after another after another instead of sort of a herky-jerky kind of uh, fill a need somehow kind of thing. Yeah, that's well, I don't know if they can, but I think they should try because you look at Tyler Huntley, and that's exactly what they did. Obviously, coming out of Florida, was in the program the entire time. Tyler Huntley, to me, is just an incredible success story. Kid getting out of his comfort zone from Florida, coming all the way to Salt Lake City, Utah. And we know all those stereotypes, and obviously, he's an African American. He stayed the course, he graduated. He did what he was supposed to do. Never caused anybody any trouble. He was a great teammate and all that stuff. And then when it came time to play, man, he was ready, and he got better and better. And as a senior, he just had one heck of a senior season. I don't know that anybody uh, statistically has had a better senior season than what he had. I realize Brian Johnson led them to an undefeated season, and Alex Smith didn't play as a senior. So, uh, you know, this is the Pac-12, not the Mountain West. So with that in mind, uh, you know, they're – in terms of what they did for Huntley, you have to say, well, why can't they do it again? You know, and I've had some conversations here recently, I mean, as recently as last night, about crazy quarterback parents. <laughs> and what I mean by that, that position, because only one kid plays, right? We know that. That that position has produced some crazy, crazy parents. And I was told that Tyler Huntley's parents were just rock solid. Zach Wilson, too, for that matter. They never made any demands on the coaches or whatnot, any of that stuff. They just let those guys do their thing. Whereas some of these other kids who have left the program, and you can figure out who they are, uh, parents were right there, you know, demanding this, thinking that, and all this type of stuff. So it's a crazy position because you're dealing with people – that, you know, their kids have had all sorts of success at the lower levels, and then they get to this level, and it's not instant, and you want it immediately. So I want the youths to try and see if they can do it. I think, it, and to me, it's what the Utah program is about, getting kids that aren't necessarily these great big stud recruits at a high school and then developing them. And obviously they've done it on defense and, and it, you know, some positions on offense, and developing them in the NFL players. They did it with Huntley. Why can't they do it again? 
PK is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, PK, this is related uh, to that, I suppose. But um, do you think that Coach Witt, with his philosophy and style, has stunted the progress and production of his quarterbacks during the Pac-12 era? Sure, yeah. If you're looking at it from that position, from that standpoint. But, you know, if, if I pet a snake and the snake bite, bites me, whose fault is that? What do snakes do? They bite people, right? So you're going to the University of Utah. What do you think you're going to do? Throw it around 55 times? Now, I know that's, uh, well, Gordon, we had that discussion, what, leading uh, into the season. And uh, I think we came to resolution. I was thinking that you were thinking that you wanted to see 25 more passes, but you weren't. You were talking about throwing it a little bit more, and I came to the conclusion I can certainly agree with you in that situation. But at the same time, man, when you've been someplace and you've been the head coach for 16 years and you've got a reputation for developing just about if – you, if you're a multi-year starter on defense in Utah, you know what you are? You're an NFL player. There's an eight guys in the NFL off that 2019 team, right? <laughs> that, that's pretty doggone good. So you want to know going in, and even if he tells you this or that, we're going to change it, we're going to do this or that, I wouldn't necessarily believe it because at this point, you know, he is who he is. So, sure – I can see where you're going with that question. It's somewhat of a leading question, and I don't have any problem with it. But at the same time, you should know what you're getting into at this point, shouldn't you? So does that is that a no? Because that's just the way no? it's going to be. I mean, Tyler Huntley beat the odds, but nobody else has gone on to the NFL, not since, what, Alex no. Smith? So well, what, he didn't, And he didn't coach Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, he that's was, right. He wasn't head coach. So, so, Tyler, so, you know so how mean? do you how do you fix that problem? You know, I'm. How do you fix that? How do you fix that problem? Well, do you want them to change the whole core of the program? Uh, you change it through recruiting. <laughs> that's that's the answer, right? I don't think he's going to change the entire philosophy of the program. You know, they thought they had something in Tuttle, and the kid. I don't know if you remember Gordon. But we were at the Jimmy Buffett concert at the arena that very night. That's when I started getting texts. What we're hearing this and that about Tuttle. And during, while I was wasted away again in Margaritaville, I <laughs> made a couple of texts and found out, yeah, he's gone. I was shocked. I was stunned. But then I do some research later and talk about some other stuff that's involved in that situation. Back to what I just said about parents and all that stuff. And that's what you got. So I think it's probably as long as Kyle's there and if they tab Morgan as his replacement, it's probably going to be there for a good long while. I just wonder if there's a way, because the quarterback position is so important now, as is being able to advance the ball through the air, if if there would be – like. If, if Kyle decides to coach for another few years and he mm-hmm. wants to go get a quarterback, and let's say he lands, because they've got some nice-looking quarterbacks in the pipeline already, don't they? I mean, at least according to reputation. So Whatever that means, but yeah, I got you. Whatever that is, yeah. But if he looks at one of those guys and says, okay, we got something here, uh, kind of the way BYU did when they had Zach Wilson, would would he be willing to change things up to accommodate that kind of talent? You know, I can't answer definitely. What I can answer is they had a very diversified offense two years ago, right? Uh, Huntley was sensational. I really don't think he got to do 
from the locals because they lost that Oregon game and, and the conference title game that we were at. So I don't think he got his due what they should have, what he should have. He had a phenomenal season at the same time, Zach Moss. Defense fell apart in that game too, PK. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it was Justin Herbert who ends up being, uh, you know, looking like he's an awesome quarterback at the NFL level. And the and, uh, Ducks sort of stumbled into Justin Herbert. He was a local kid who was a baseball player. And Did now he walk on? Did he walk on? I don't remember if he walked on. I thought I, he I, walked I on at the beginning. But I yeah. yeah but I remember you. interviewing him down in Pac-12 Media Day, and I'm not sure if you were there, Jake, or not. But, you know, he's talking about that. And that's, the quarterback is a funky position, man. You look at BYU. They had number one guys left and right, elite 11 MVPs, and they didn't um, really do anything at the collegiate level. And then you look at Zach Wilson. Well, you know, it's, it's about relationships too, Gordon, because – he had strong relations with Fessy Sataki, who I think was the first kid, first guy to offer him when he was at Weber. And then Aaron Roderick, he had a strong relationship. Those two guys get the Provo, boom, they flip him. And obviously, Wilson believes in those two because he took them both back to the NFL draft. He took his high school coach, he took Kwani, and he took the other two. So you got to develop personal relationships, too, I think, to an extent. That's what recruiting is about. Rather than it wasn't like oh, coming into BYU when Zach Wilson committed, they weren't exactly flinging the ball all over the place. They sucked <laughs> at that time. But he believed in those two guys. They got him to where he was. And, you know, A Rod calling the plays last year took over, and we know what happened with Zach. So there's a lot of things that go into it. You got to develop relationships. And then you got to get kids to stay, too. You know, having Tuttle Lee, who's to say, I don't know this, I, I can't say this at all but we can dream or speculate that, you know, maybe this would have been Tuttle's team right now if he would have stayed just two short years. You know, for us, looking back, two years is nothing. For him and, and, and a family that thinks he's going to be all world, boom, they're out the door. And there were some other factors into it, but it's uh, water under the bridge now, so it doesn't matter. And they got this other kid out of Southern California, and we'll see what he can do if he's going to stay in the program and develop. They developed Tyler Huntley, didn't they? Why can't they do it again? It's just uh, it's so many times they haven't been able to do that. And, and this is something right. that Jake, Jake brings up a lot. And uh, i got to give you credit, Jake, because I think you've spotted this and, and, and identified it more than most of us have. Just that in the case of Charlie Brewer, his offensive line kind of fell apart and, and the receivers have not been stellar, at least – they have been here and there, but not to the point where you would uh, be salivating uh, if you're a quarterback to be able to use those guys as targets. So it just seems like Utah has such a quality football program that this is sort of just a big hole in it, you know, right, and, and I, yeah. the rest the rest of it is there except for this. Solid. Yeah, and it only reminds me of, because we've been talking about this, and I can remember being in the Jazz locker room a few times after Ulster Tag would, and I've said this on the radio, Ulster Tag would have a good game. And you'd go up to him and you'd ask him, you know, why can't you do it more? And he'd kind of sit there and shake his big dopey head. I don't know, Gordon. You know, I wish I could. I don't know if you remember those, but I, I have vivid memories of that. And it's like, why couldn't Ulster Tag be consistent? And we beat it into the ground for years and years. And it never really changed, right? We're sort of doing the same thing here with Kyle in this offensive situation. You know, is it ever going to change? It, the, the one year that it was really good, combined with a great defense, they went eight and one. That's an all—they tied an all-time record. It's only ten years since the conference has expanded, but nobody in the conference has gone nine and zero. 
right? They've gone eight and one, and the U team did. So they got to get back to that point, and they did it through the development of Huntley. And when he was a senior, he was ready to go. You know, I don't know that they can go big time and just get this quarterback or that quarterback out of uh, quarterbacks that are our area don't seem to be interested. And then, obviously, you know, you want California's next biggest recruiting area. Although you can go Arizona too; they they've had a few. And but they haven't been able to get those guys. And and then when they do get them, they don't stay around. <laughs> so it, it, it's a it's. It's what uh, I would consider what you can say is accurate, and all the criticism is justified. Who's the favorite in the Big 12, or excuse me, Pac-12 South now, PK? Oh, I like I want to talk BYU in the Big 12, absolutely, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager for that. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> looking forward to it. You looking forward to covering BYU in the Big 12, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, you know, like, like, like breath itself. Is that a loaded question? <laughs> uh, I still, I guess, I still have to go with SC. Um, as crazy as it is, as dysfunctional as it is, the Devils are dysfunctional. The Devils just had today. I was looking; they had like their fourth commit that they had for this class decommit. They're currently ranked twelfth. I'm hearing all sorts of bad stuff. You know, we know they got that investigation going on. And people are telling me it's on the verge of imploding. And they can't even line up and go on the snap count. So I don't see them. Uh, the Bruins, you know, if they would be Fresno, I probably would have given them the nod. But they didn't. So the point is, is wide open. I think Arizona and Colorado suck. My prediction is Arizona and Colorado, whoever beats the other, that will be the only conference win. Somebody is going one and eight, either Colorado or Arizona. I don't know who's going to win that game, uh, but that's my prediction. So you're going to get two wins there uh, easily, uh, I believe, whoever the rest of the South, and I don't know all the crossover games off the top of my head. So uh, Utah, if, if Rising, it, they don't win this week, well, then, then forget it. All bets are off. But they didn't win this week. And if they should happen to get that SC game, then I think they will win it. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, being one and two for the first time in, since like '07 that they went one and two in the non-conference or started one and two anyway. So let's let's look at it. Uh, what is it? October 9th down in the Coliseum. So I think whoever wins that game, even though SC already has a loss and has to play a couple of more games because I don't think they have a bye, whereas the Utes play Washington State this week and then have a bye next week. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the winner of that game. Interesting to see how the effect that Jackson Dart has on the Trojans. Uh, he looked, looked good, good against he? a bad defense uh, yeah, this last week. He looked weekend. awesome. But, he, but, I mean, it was a crappy defense. I get it. But he's a freshman coming in there, just standing on the sidelines. Who knows what he was thinking? Gets thrown in there and just was awesome. And, you know, we saw what he did. Yeah, he was, he was slinging it around the yard. Uh, BYU question, PK. Uh, if uh, if Darren Hall is, is, is banged up a little bit, I mean, yeah. I know these things are all at different levels before you can really answer it truthfully. But what do you what do you do if he is hurting but able to oh, play? You know, would you play him? You know, Baylor Romney this week. No, I would not. No, not at all. 
No, because what I'm hoping for is Utah State beats Boise, and we got two four and teams the following week. I think that'd be great for the rivalry, and it is a rivalry. It may not be on the level of Utah BYU, but it is a rivalry, and it'd be awesome for the state. And it would go beyond the state. People would be interested in that because obviously the Cougars aren't going anywhere in the rankings. And maybe if Utah State were to beat Boise, even though Boise's one and two with you know close losses, one point to Oklahoma State and UCF. That's a pretty good schedule, uh, considering they have a brand new coaching staff that they have to, uh, you know, get familiar with the players and all that stuff. Because Harson took off to Auburn last year, we know that. So I would try to get him healthy. I actually believe that Romney's going to start. No one has told me that officially. I'm not reporting that as a fact, saying he will start. But I know Jaron Hall did not practice the entire time this week. I don't know what he's doing today. Uh, so at this point, I would go with Rom- uh, Romney because, I mean, we're playing, we're talking about South Florida, right? They're, what, 20-some point favorites. So, And Romney has accorded himself well, right? We've seen him play a little bit. He's not bad. They believe that he can win you games, particularly uh, at this level against this type of team. So that would be my thing is to let Jaron Hall going to be, like, get him healthy because that's going to be an issue, right? He's already had some injuries, and then sure enough, uh, he ran and he went down and, just go down. He has to go down or go out of bounds. And don't get another yard or two unless the game is on the line. Try try to eliminate as many hits as you very possibly could. Whatever you need to do, do it. You know, it's like uh, Bryce Harper in baseball. Do I really want him diving, crashing into the wall? No. you got to play 162 games. So let the ball be a double that one time. Don't get yourself hurt to where you're out you know, 50, 60 games, whatever it might be in baseball terms. It's interesting, Pika, that you said that he hadn't practiced because when A-Rod was asked that question, he said, I think I'm pretty close to getting this right, Jake. He said he was out there. He was out there. (laughs) Standing out there. (laughs) And I don't like to get into their injuries, you know, because they like to keep that quiet. And there's things I don't really want to – you know, necessarily report, even if I know it. But I want to make sure everybody knows I'm not reporting that Jaron Hall is not going to play or Baylor Hall, Baylor Romney is going to start. No one at BYU. But at the same time, I'm not even going to ask anybody at BYU on that because I don't want to know. Because then I have to feel compelled to report it, and they don't want to have it reported. And there's some things you have to respect because it's not that big of a deal. It's South Florida. At uh, what do they call kickoff their games? A quarter to one in the morning now. At a quarter to one in the morning, we'll see who runs out there. You know, let them do that. And Kyle was going to do that with Rising. He loves to play that game, but Brewer forced his hand by quitting. PK, you're the best. Thanks for jumping on with us. We'll be listening tomorrow morning. Yeah, you guys aren't bad either, man. You keep it going. I think you guys got a shot. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Always good to talk to you, and I mean it. Yeah, you too, uh, PK. And I'm really looking forward to covering the Big Twelve. That is Patrick. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Thanks, PK. That is the one and only Patrick Kinahan. Hear him every single morning alongside D- David James from six to ten, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Gordon, we are live from Granite Credit Union. It's the grand opening of their Sugar House branch. We're here on 21st South and 15th East, just north of Sugar House Park. Come by and see us. Uh, we've got our, our guy from the Churology Food Truck who's going to be here for a few more minutes who just brought some churros in for us, Gordon, and they look delightful. They do. I've, I've been staring at those the whole since we got PK on. 
and I kept getting distracted because. Uh, looks like we've Megan, got. Megan, how are they? They, they taste good. Looks like we've uh, got uh, yeah. strawberry, uh, caramel, or chocolate. Which one are you going to uh, get into first? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I feel, I feel does like it this matter? is this is like a personality test. I feel like where where do you go first? Okay, chocolate, caramel, or strawberry? Probably. Uh, well, I'm thinking the caramel, maybe. I was thinking the caramel too. I don't know what does that say about us. Uh, we have good taste, I guess. All right, so you can uh, come by and try that. But really, they're they're making a huge deal out of this grand opening. You can get all sorts of stuff, um, including you can get a matching certificate deposit for opening a first step CD. They'll match the first one hundred dollars in reoccurring automatic deposits. They've got auto loan rates as low as one point nine nine percent with no payment for ninety days. Uh, they're doing drawings for backyard entertainment package, including a cornhole set and a lifetime cooler. Um, they've got daily giveaways going on now at the grand opening of their Sugar House location. The good folks here at Granite Credit Union. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Tampa Bay. That defense, is that championship-level defense? They've given up a lot of points through two games. Without a doubt. You can't convince me that Tampa could go into Green Bay. The quarterback can throw three interceptions and still walk out of there with a win if they didn't have a good defense. The defense won last year's Super Bowl for him. I know what Brady did. I'm not trying to take away from his shine. One thing I would definitely tip my hat to, and unfortunately have to, is the fact that they were able to keep their entire team together. After winning a Super Bowl, I don't remember if that's ever been done before. So they're just as strong as ever. And if they don't lose this week against the Rams, I have a hard time figuring out when they're going to drop one. They could very well go through the season unscathed. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougar at 30 update. Here's offense coordinator Aaron Roderick describing UCF's makeup ahead of this week's game in Provo. They play a very unique scheme. It um, has some elements of uh, Rocky Long, San Diego State kind of stuff. Um, they're, it's a unique defense for sure. Um, they have a lot of team speed. And the last time we played these guys, they made us look really bad. I know it was, it was a different different program at the time, but um, we, we got to – it's a team that can make you look bad if you're not ready to play, the, just scheme-wise. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or Killer Breakfast Burritos. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 inside Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. BYU welcomes South Florida to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday for a showdown against the Bulls. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. 
This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone, we are live today from Granite Credit Union, their brand new Sugar House branch. It's their grand opening. It is a beautiful location. 15th East, 21st South, just north of Sugar House Park. We're going to talk to Jordan Pendleton coming up here momentarily. Always good. Former talk BYU linebacker. Uh, JP. Does he go by JP or are you just, going, you just going with that? You're going to run with it? Yeah, why not? Everybody goes by their initials at some point, don't they? I don't think I ever have. Never? Austin, you ever gone by A-H? <laughs> or A? You GM? Yeah, I've been called GM before. Have you? Yeah. You want to ask Jordan? Sure. If... All right. Let's get out to the... Uh... <laughs> Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on the Irrigation Smart Controller. Save 50% off each Smart Controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Joining us now, former Cougar linebacker Jordan Pendleton. Uh, Jordan, uh, you ever go by JP? Um, yeah, yes. A lot of people call me JP, actually. Okay. So, yeah, I guess so. Is it okay if Gordon calls you JP? Because you know <laughs> that's all, that's all right friends. for friends, but but of, of, of course, of, yeah. We've we've been on the show. Lo- I've been on the show long enough now. I, I think you can call me JP now. So that's okay. that's totally fine. All right, that feels comfortable, <laughs> JP. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, BYU takes care of business against Arizona State, three and zero against the Pac-12 South. What does it say about this program where it's at? Yeah, you know it was it was a really good win. Uh, you know, especially coming off coming off a victory to Utah, you, you were you kind of wonder if they would be focused enough to play another top twenty five team, and you know for the first time in school history, beating you know three top twenty top twenty five teams in a row, all in the Pac twelve, all in Power Five conference. Um, it's pretty impressive, and I I thought BYU just they, I thought they played it extremely well. They you know they obviously I. You know, the, the great thing about that win is I feel like we could have done a lot better. But they controlled the game at the most important time of the game. And they made, they made you know, the most important plays at the most important time. And ultimately, we're able to come out with the win. So it's a great, great start to the season. I know a lot of people questioned after last season and the schedule that they had, would they be able to, you know, play that good and, and, and you know, get the wins that they had last season against, a normal schedule, and I think so far they've answered that. And uh, you know, it's, it's it's a great start. And now looking forward, I feel like BYU is in a really really good position to ha- have a very successful season. And they got they got potential to win out. Um, I don't want to look that far, but you know, they're in a good spot. If they win out, uh, they could be on the something. You know, the interesting thing of what you just said there, Jordan, is the fact that BYU's players are saying that they haven't scratched the surface as far as playing a, a complete game. So they agree with you. Yeah, you know, I, I look back at that game. If you look at the stats, you know, Arizona State had more yards than us. They had more third-down conversions than us. I think they had probably close to nine or ten more minutes of uh, time of possession. And and so if you look at the game, um, you know, that 
I, I feel like if you, if you were just to look at the stat line, you would think that there was no way BYU would win that game. You know, the, the big kicker was turnovers, and we were able to get four of them. And, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it a lot uh, all week, but the play of the game was, was Algier chasing that guy. Like, I, I think that's the first um, real bad mistake that Jaron Hall has made where he was trying to do too much and trying to make a play. And, you know, that was a very pivotal point in the game. And I know everybody knows that, but that, that was just an unbelievable play. But aside from that, um, you know, if you look at the stats, Arizona State had more yards, um, you know, more third down conversions. They, they had a lot of things going for them. But BYU and, and BYU were was still able to come out with the win. So that's just BYU has right now. And not only that, but they, did, they didn't play their best game. And, and I'm glad that the players think that because I, I still think there's a lot of things that they can do better. And it's exciting to, you know, get a win against a top 25 team and still feel like you have a ton of areas to improve in. And, and hopefully they can, they can do that and keep moving forward for the rest of the season. Take this uh, wherever you want to go, but uh, the strength of this Cougar team so far has been what? Well, I would say, you know, obviously, obviously it's, it's, for, for me, it's the, it's the line of scrimmage. I feel like the offensive line and the D-line have really done a really good job this year. Um, and then Jaron Hall has just been, he's been a, a huge bright spot. You know, that was the biggest question mark with Zach Wilson entering the draft in the NFL. Who, you know, we, we knew we had a lot of talent. We got some transfers coming over at, re, at the receiver position. And, and, and we, ha- we have some, some really good guys returning. And the main question was, uh, you know, can, who, one, who's going to start at quarterback and are they going to be as effective and, and can they lead the team like Zach Wilson did a year ago? And Jaron Hall has been phenomenal. I, I think he's, con- he's been really good at, at controlling the game. I feel like last week was really kind of the first time that he tried to, on, on that one play, do too much and try and make a play. And he's such a good athlete that sometimes when you're, when you're that good of an athlete, sometimes you do some stupid stuff, but he made up for it. And I, I just, I just feel like he's, you know, every game that I've watched, I feel like that first game against Arizona, he had a little bit of jitters at the beginning, but every game I've watched, he's just looked poised. He's made really good decisions. And, um, and so I would say those, those two you know, the, the, the line of scrimmage, controlling the line of scrimmage, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and then, and then Jaron Hall has been unbelievable. And, and obviously there's some other, um, you know, good areas on the field, but those are the two that have stood out the most to me. You know, you've been around a lot of teams, BYU teams and teams you were on, and, and you know some of these players. And, uh, Jordan, you can, you're better qualified to sense uh, – a personality forming with this team based on what you've seen, how would you describe that personality? Uh, confident, you know, that that's, that's the one word that I, I think this team possesses is confident and, you know, developing a winning culture is hard and it takes, you know, sometimes it takes years to be able to do it and, and you've got to have the right guys at the right time in the right spot, and you've got to have the right coaching staff, and everybody has to buy, has to buy into the vision, and everybody has to have um, trust in each other. And the way that BYU comes out each game, they just look so confident on both sides of the ball. 
and you can you can you can see it from the coaching staff on the sidelines, the way that they celebrate after they make plays. Um, you know, I, I love I, the the other thing too, and and this is something that I noticed in the game that I actually loved is right before the half, instead of you know, I feel like in the past we've played conservative a little bit because we haven't had you know as much trust in the players as as we have in the past, but I love the play call uh, for Jaron Hall to throw to the end zone to Baylor Romney in the end zone before half. And even though he threw an interception, I, I absolutely love the play. I thought, I thought it was a – I love the fact that they were willing to take a chance and throw it downfield to one of their, you know, tall receivers and let him go up and make a play. Usually, you know, a couple of years ago, we would run the clock out. Um, we would settle for a field goal or we would punt the ball and just play safe. And it just shows you the confidence that these coaches have, you know, in the, in the ability of their players to call a streak and, and see if he can go up and get the ball. And the, 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 the defender made a really good play. Um, he, he ended up getting the interception. But going into half, I was, I was like, wow, like, I haven't seen that in, in a while. You know, obviously Zach last year, but the teams we were playing weren't as good. So, so just little plays like that that I noticed where – you know, I feel like the coaching staff really has a lot of confidence in the players, and the players have a lot of confidence in the coaching staff, and it's just rubbing off on, on everybody. You know where that's coming from? And, and, Jake, see if you agree with me on this, but Aaron Roderick, when he he has been edging in this direction for some time now, and when he was named the offensive coordinator, I think he made the determination that, man, I am not going to hold back. I'm going to go for this. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm not going to be stupid, but I'm going to be aggressive in the way I approach this. And I think the players love that stuff, Jordan. They they can't get it off. Absolutely. I mean, if you're an offensive player, um, you know you, you want to go out and make plays, and and you know the, the the confidence comes from the coaching staff down. And when you're a quarterback, especially, and you're, you're in a situation at the end of the half to make a really big play, um, you know, and, and they don't they don't run the ball or, or they don't settle for a punt or they don't try and settle for a field goal and they say, hey, and they, and they bring that play call in, as a player, that just boosts your confidence even more. Um, regardless of the interception or not, you know that your your coaches have faith in, in your guys' ability to make plays. And, you know, I, I was part of a, a, some really good teams um, where – we felt that trust from our coaches and, and, you know, we, we were put, we were put on the field in certain situations where we knew our, our coaches could trust us. And I, I can't explain how much as a player, it, it boosts your confidence and it allows you to go out and play more freely. And that's what you're seeing this year with BYU is they, they're having fun and you, you can see it. Um, I mean, obviously the, the, the fans have, have been great. Um, it's awesome to have fans back in the stadium. The atmosphere is amazing. Um, but the players are, are playing freely. They're celebrating after they make good plays with their teammates. Um, you, you see Kalani on the sideline dancing around, and it just looks like they're, they're having a blast. But um, it, that, that, comes, that fun comes from being confident in the way that you prepare for each and every game and having trust in one another that you're going to go out and you have a chance to beat any team in the country. And right now, BYU, is, you know, for the past year and a half, they've done just that. Jordan, thank you very much as always. We'll catch you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's our friend Jordan Pendleton, or uh, as Gordon knows him, JP. (laughs) 
jumps on with us once a week here. On I the love the way you thought that was going to blow up big time, and he just said, "Yep, that's uh, my, my friends call me that," which you had no idea if that were true or not. That is that is a fact. I did not know. <laughs> All right, coming up next, it's the Not Sports Report. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic uh, joins the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from Granite Credit Union, 21st South and 15th East. Still have some jazz gear for you. Come on by and see us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. BYU welcomes South Florida to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game. And then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6. With the postgame show starting immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Here's Freddie Whittingham asked about the team staying focused when things don't go as planned. The first thing you got to do is you got to review what you saw out there on that last series. All right. We've all got to talk about what we saw and the assignments and and were they made or or were they not made? Were there things that we need to correct or adjust? The second thing, in my opinion, as a coach, you got to stay positive. All right. You have have a lot of energy because they're going to feed off of your direction. So I believe you've got to uh, express your belief in them, especially when you face some adversity. It's more important than ever to believe that you can go back out there and right the ship and get things going. This update brought to you by Davis Vision. Their back-to-school sale is going on now. Get $1,000 off LASIK and get rid of those contacts and glasses forever. LASIK can be an affordable option and financing is available. Don't wait. Call today, 801-253-3080. It's 801-253-3080 or online at davisvisionmd.com. That's Davis Vision. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live from Granite Credit Union. Their grand opening of their Sugar House location, 21st South, 15th East. We've got Bruce Feldman who's going to join us uh, coming up next at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now it's time for the Not Sports Report brought by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We are going to space, Jake. But before we go to space, I want you to read that uh, social media message that you saw earlier. Um, this is uh, a sad story, but uh, kind of a, an odd story as well. It's actually, I don't think it's an odd story. I think it's an odd tweet. Okay. Uh, the Weber State, their official Twitter account, at Weber State U, tweeted out this n- nice picture of a moose in their pond on campus. And it's uh-huh. actually a pretty picture. It's very majestic. The, the mountains are kind of lit up. There's this moose there. It's like, wow, one of these things. Well, only in Utah. Wonderful, you know, right? And so the tweet says, Another photo of last night's majestic visitor. Police and wildlife officials did their best to herd the moose. Uh, 
excuse me, did the best to herd the moose uh, toward the mountains after he moved on from our pond. The last sentence in the tweet says, sadly, the moose was struck by a car on Harrison Boulevard and killed. Period. End of tweet. Talk about a happy story turning south. That's what I'm saying. The, the story itself, I don't think, is all that odd. The odd part about the story is that, uh, oh, look at this wonderful visitor. Majestic. That was almost instantly killed after he left uh, Yeah, by getting hit by a car. This sounds like it's something you would tweet out. It's, it's like a Christmas card that shows, you know, Rudolph and the reindeer, and then you open it up and it shows their dead carcasses on the side of the highway. It's it's as if the Not Sports Report sent out a tweet. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you guys. Hey, it's the Not I, Sports Report. Here's I who died. I hate that stuff. No, I hate that. That moose deserved to live. <laughs> so anyway, then the next tweet they turned it into kind of a uh, what am I? A PSA saying be careful out there, uh, be alert on the roads, and they are in the foothills and all that. But but they're in that one tweet to go from <laughs> look at nature's beauty to. You know, you could we almost were, hear we the were... whisper, right? The <laughs> the kind of mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom kind of thing. Only moments after this picture was taken, little do you know, we were scraping that dead corpse <laughs> up off the <laughs> off the side of the road. Who wants a burger? You're a, you're a bad man. That's what it is. That's what they said. Sheesh. Hope the driver was okay. Moose looked pretty big. All right, so there's one thing, and now there's this one. Apparently, Jake, uh, you know how there's often a look for asteroids uh, hurtling toward Earth? And usually they can pick up on these things and uh, let everybody know that this is a possibility. I think the last one to actually hit the Earth was that one over in Russia somewhere that uh, caused some damage. But anyway, do you know that just what was this? Last week, a week ago today, an asteroid the size of a 747 blew right past our planet. And nobody knew it. Scientists didn't even figure out until the day after that it had gone by. Apparently, usually they can pick these things up and they can see them. But since this one was coming from the sun, the direction of the sun, there was a blind spot. And nobody could see it. But it just buzzed right on by us. And if it, if it had hit the Earth, it would have caused us, uh, quite a bit of damage. Think about it if it hit right here in Salt Lake City. It would have been bad. Are you, are you trying to scare us? It didn't happen. Who cares? Well, there's a whole bunch of asteroids out there. And you know what? <laughs> what? What, what do you mean? Come what? see, come saw. What, what are you saying? What, and then we could fall into a black hole tomorrow. What are we, let's find other things to be paranoid about. Well, it was dubbed 2021 SG, and uh, it was an extremely close call. It could have. It was half the size of the Great Pyramid. I think that would have done some damage. Yeah, I got other things to worry about. I don't know, man. Austin, you worried about this? Uh, they knew it wasn't going to hit anybody or anything, right? So, no, no, they didn't know it was coming. It blew on by before they knew. even knew. No, no, they didn't. Oh, but it didn't make impact, right? No, it just barely missed. I mean, that's like uh, reviewing the tape from my commute this morning and noticing that I almost was sideswiped by a semi, but I wasn't. So what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I'm just telling you, man, there's a whole lot more asteroids where that one came from. Bring them on. You, you be worried about it.
I won't fill a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I already had one, man. That was good. Stay tuned. Bruce Feldman. I had the the caramel one. Joins the show coming up next. Uh, We'll talk to him about his piece in The Athletic about uh, what went wrong at USC and conclusions to draw therefrom. That's all coming up straight ahead again. We're at Granite Credit Union. Grand opening of the Sugar House location, 15th East and 21st South. We still have some jazz gear for you to give away. Uh, They're doing great giveaways here as well uh, as they celebrate the opening of this beautiful branch. Stay tuned. Bruce Feldman next. You eat that churro. It might be the last one you ever eat. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that it was more than just getting wind knocked out of Jaron Hall. It was obvious it was more than that. I think at this point, they're still gauging it on an hourly basis, looking at him saying, all right, if you feel like if you take another shot, you feel like something else is going to happen, then we'll just hold you out. Yeah. It's South Florida. I went through some of the South Florida numbers and some of the South Florida film. They have no defense, none. You could throw Baylor Romney back there. You could throw Gunner Romney back there. You could run Wildcat, and you could allow this BYU offensive line just to get moving, and BYU's going to put up 34 points, and they're going to win that game against South Florida. You've got a team that's not good that's coming into your place. You played back-to-back games against good teams. You're a little beat up, and Jaron will probably fight you on it, but I wouldn't have any issue at all holding Jaron out for one game. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.